Welcome back, and thanks for tuning into the hideout. Oh, God, yeah. Tony just barely made it with that piece of cheese. I started recording uh, the camera in the podcast, even though he was like, wait, I'm not ready. And I was like, too late. And then I hit it, and he just like had to hurry up and cut a slice of cheese there, which is what you're saying. Very worth it. Um, I don't know if it was worth me saying that just now. Sometimes when I say things out loud, I go, was that even worth saying that? Definitely not worth it. Yeah, no, it wasn't. You know, it was worth it, though. Yeah, I'm just stalling because I still don't don't remember the freaking monologue, to be honest with you. And for today's task, we're going to talk about how meth has been being dealt around the parkour communities in the United States of America. We have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome to episode 22. I'm your rebel host, Tyler Soflo, a.k.a. Still Crippled. To my left here is your co-rebel host, Tony Soflo, a.k.a. Apparently, has always uh, just always rides prior to recording a podcast. Have you noticed that? It's the third episode in a row. Where you're like, I just rode. I'd be like, uh huh. (laughs) It's the third time. Anyway, uh, always riding his motorcycle guy. Um, Yeah, this is a place to come to. Wow. You know what? Screw it. Anyway, I, dude, I, I totally, I jacked it up, dude. I just totally jacked it up. It's all good. All right. This is a place you come to for a new way to follow the move. And here we'll be talking about everything and anything in the parkour and fearing world from content reactions to updates, interviews, reviews, advice, and more. But we do it our way. Just keep tuning in to see what that means. Probably means I'm going to say stuff fast like I just said that. Today's task will be about parkour for influencer content. Now, this is actually kind of an in-depth um, uh, topic that Tony and I've been wanting to talk about for a while. So we are going to get, this isn't going to be too much of uh, like, you know, fun stories or silly things that we're actually going to like touch on something that, you know, everybody in the parkour and free running world internationally sees and, uh, something that we're actually very much a part of, uh, or were more heavily a part of in the past, uh, with bang energy. Um, so I'm going to open up the book of truth and we're going to dive right in. Book of Truth has been opened. Now, first, before we get into parkour and influencer content, we first have to define what influencer content is. Dude, when you talk, I'm just going to go on my phone until you're done. And then when I'm ready... Well, I'm to done. Say- What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a teacher in a classroom. Define what influencer content is. In Can general. you use it in a sentence? It's <laughs> <laughs> spelling me. I F. Are you asking me? You're telling. Yeah, yeah. Define what oh. influencer content is. It's pretty much content that is produced by influencers. What's an influencer for a brand? A brand is. I mean, an influencer is someone who has influence on people. What is the requirement that? What, like, what would I need to have in order to? be What am cons- I getting out of this test, Tyler? Uh, a plus. <laughs> okay. And a gold star sticker. Okay. Uh, typically an influencer is someone who has some sort of recognition or following base online where people follow them for whatever they may do 
Um, so they have some sort of impact on those people basically looked at as like advertising platforms because they reach 90,000 people or they have 90,000 people who follow them. Brands look at that and call them influencers because that person in some way has influence over those people that follow them. Because if that person was like, Hey guys, I ate a CBD gummy and you know what happened to my foot? It turned into a dinosaur. If you want your foot to turn into a dinosaur, you should get the CBD gummy. And the people who follow this person because they looked up, look up to them based on whatever they post, they're following them for a reason. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, it's that, uh, they like look at them as like an authority figure or some type of person within the niche that they, they, Mm -hmm. they're, they're in. So if that person authority figure is like, buy this gummy, you're going to get some T-Rex feet. Right. And that person's like, dude, I've always been wanting (laughs) T-Rex And then they're like, here's 20% off that it's more incentive for them to buy from that person because it's almost looked at as someone that they trust. Right. So brands look at that and consider it influencer content. Right. And it's still actually what it is, is just utilizing them as some type of advertisement. So they pay these influencers sometimes. So what's a, what's an example of an influencer right now? Non-parkour, just influencer. Can you think Um, of one? Vanessa Seco. Okay. What does she do to be considered an influencer? Uh, she just fucking dances. <laughs> she shuffles like a mad woman. She's like, really good just, at shuffling. She's super good. Yeah. She shuffles and... Super flexible. She has... Well. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> we think Vanessa Seco is very flexible. We've met her, so it's all good. She thinks we're weird. Um, the engagement that this shuffler gets is insane. And right. Bang Energy sees that as like a valuable asset. They do 90% of their advertisement through just social media. Right. And uh, essentially, he's getting a call, ladies and gentlemen. He's, a, he's an important man. Hello? Hello. What the fuck is this? Hey, are you hungry at all? Uh, oh, it's it, Julian Halil. It depends. What are you hungry for? Julian can't hear me, but I can talk to Tony. Uh, Tell me sushi. sucks. Sushi? <laughs> Oh, like all you can order? Ask him if he can pay yeah. for it. Yeah. Although I don't, I don't forgot when their hours closed. They probably close at oh, like you, nine or ten. I think it's dinner time now. Oh, can we it, go tomorrow? It's like eighteen dollars for dinner time. Can Can we go tomorrow? Huh? It's like eighteen dollars for dinner time. Ask him if we can go tomorrow. 15? This is what we live for, people. Eighteen. This is interrupting the podcast. Oh, eighteen. Yeah. We were getting good. That's what I'm saying. It's more expensive now. Well, someone texted uh-huh. me. Okay. Do you uh, do you want to go go tomorrow? Ah. Uh, I'd be down. Okay, Tyler uh, wants to know if you can pay for him. Is there anything else you would want to get? <laughs> um, While we're recording. I, 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 I don't know, honestly. Uh, Tyler and I are filming a podcast <laughs> right now. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, you're on the podcast. You're right on now. it right now. Oh. Say hi, oh, podcast. Uh, Say hi, podcast. Hi, podcast. Say hello, Rebels. You shouldn't watch this show. It's a bad show. Oh, shut the fuck Hang up on that motherfucker. Hey, fuck you. Anyway, Vanessa Seco. Yeah, so she... What a booty. So, yeah, that's that's um, that's what we're getting at, honestly. Fuck she, the influencer she, engagement stuff. We're not going to give you any hardcore good topics. It's just booty, dude. What are the odds we tag her in this? <laughs> Fuck it. You know us. Um, no, I'm about to yeah, say... Yeah, she's, so she's an influencer. She gets... She pretty much gets paid by Bang Energy to make shuffling videos because the people who follow her are like, this girl's a really fucking good shuffler. She's also attractive. She's a really fucking good shuffler. Um... I like shuffling or I like watching her shuffle. I'm going to follow her. So Bang Energy is like, that's a great advertising platform right there. Right. How would you like to make some money putting our drinks in your shuffling videos that reach 
50,000 people each video. Yeah, I like to do that. Sign. That was Vanessa Seco. That was, that was a this is very uh, halfway impression. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> no. <clears throat> but that's just one example out of many influencers out there in, uh, on Instagram. And, well, it's mainly Instagram that I see, you see a lot of that stuff. But uh, there's that Vanessa is just one example that we can utilize. So that's a, basically what an influencer is and what they can do for brands and the fact that they can get paid from it. Mm-hmm. These people are walking, posting advertisements for brands. Can influencers accumulate multiple brand contracts? Yes and no. Okay, explain that. So typically, if you work with a brand, just talk about Bang Energy. If you work with Bang Energy, you can get other contracts that aren't energy drinks. If you work with one specific product, like an energy drink, nine times out of ten, if that company is in any way like knows what they know what knows how to run business they're gonna say when you sign this contract you can't sign any other contract to promote any other energy drinks on your profile except us right so you can get other ones it would just have to be instead of an energy drink it would have to be like a protein bar you know right it can't it can't be a conflict of interest for that brand um now can an influencer make a shit ton of money just doing that yep yeah but it all depends on engagement numbers. Yep. So their paycheck depends on how much followers, likes, and the, the basically their numbers. There's, there's a yeah, there's a lot of different things that go into it. And it all, it's all up to the company's pay scale, how they, how they uh, distribute out, um, and like payouts to their influencers. Right. Via engagement, via really cool videos, via in-house competitions. Like right, right. Now, <clears throat> before we get into how parkour gets involved in this. I just want to keep kind of like setting the foundation of influencer content. What is an example? Because you're a great candidate to explain this to people. What is an example of a piece of influencer content? What is an example of something that an influencer would post that is uh, sponsored by blah, 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 and how they get paid? Give me an example of something you would see. Uh, You would pretty much see a, depending on the influencer, you would see a regular video by that person that is around what they do so vanessa seco shuffles she would post a shuffling video except in that video will also have the product of the brand that's paying her right so that video is being posted up there because that brand is paying her uh to put it there in front of your eyes right is there another example of other influencers that you have in your head right now that you can like paint the picture because we got vanessa seco that's dancing yeah other examples um non-parkour yeah uh I don't know. Of course, I go plank on this right now. Yeah, of course. That usually always happens. Like uh, movement watches, don't they do something? Or no? Movement. So there's Sam Colder, who is a uh, videographer, and he's a filmmaker. He has done collaborations with movement where this is off of Instagram. This is more on, like, YouTube. But, like, uh, movement paid Sam Colder to go travel to various amounts of different yeah. countries just to film content to make one dope ass like four minute video that is sponsored by movement watches has some shots of movement watches in it but it it's like sam colder's experience going through these different countries and in his very unique editing style right so movement pays him to make a video just like that but to put their watches in it as like Mm -hmm. a product placement right right okay so That's pretty much an example, or that's the description of an influencer. What kind of, I guess, 
I don't want to say foundation, what kind of like uh, impact they have on social media. I wanted to say Instagram and such and what, and examples of the content that they would make and how it works in terms of brands and what they would get paid. So now what does parkour have to do with this? How does parkour get mixed up in this? Well, what happens when you have a really, when you have talented athletes and, you know, potentially, you know, videographers, editors, filmmakers, however you want to call it, what happens when you have that, those types of people, they see this type of opportunity and go, well, parkour is really cool and eye-catching. We can do that too. And then you hit up a company and then all of a sudden you find yourself thinking initially, oh, I'm just going to do a bunch of my dope training just mixed with some product shots and then boom, I'm doing what an influencer does. Like no biggie. Like I'm not really doing work. I'm just still training. Hey, nope. <laughs> so what happens when, when that what goes down? Well, what happens is you get dedicated parkour athletes that can also make videos, whether it's like of, you know, higher skill level editing or just kind of average. You get those guys to, you know, get a contract with a brand or they try to at first and they have to propose themselves in a way where it's just not like, we'll do jumps for your brand. Like that's not good enough. Like you can't, you can't expect a brand to invest in you, but solely based off of whatever kind of flip you can do. They don't give a shit. So if you fulfill the wow factor, which can be your jumps and flips, but also what they really care about, which is your numbers, your followers, your engagement, all that stuff, you know, clicks, comments, likes, saved, all that stuff. Uh, followers, if you have those two mixed together, then they'll probably hire you. And then from there, what happens? Well, you make content at first where you go all out and Tony and I are very much victims of this. We've done it not because we chose to just because it was, it's a learning curve. You know, it's just not something popular you see all the time where you just see parkour being done as influencer content left and right. It, it's not like super, super like out there. Like for example, Vanessa Seco shuffling stuff like that. You can see that everywhere, but parkour being part of that is not too big. We are, I feel like one of the few that had that opportunity to create, we, we use bang energy as an example because we worked with bang energy and most of you guys that are listening to this know that, but basically we utilize parkour as a way to promote bang. And the way they saw it was like, okay, we have a substantial amount of followers, uh, likes all that stuff, like what they're looking for. Plus we wowed them. So they're like, Oh, this is a, two and one punch combo. So full movement is a win. We're going to sign them. And then you get these dedicated parkour athletes, AKA us right now to do content at first. That is hardcore. Like it's all about the jumps. Like you got to do, you think you have to do badass flips. You think you have to do badass jumps, like things that would impress the parkour community, but that's not what your aim is actually, believe it or not. And if you don't realize that soon, if you're in this world, you got to better, you better change that. Cause you're going to gas yourself out and then you're going to run out of shit to do. It's about the actual content that engages people for the sake of the brand so paint us a picture of what our early bang content looked like super early oh shit our early bang content was like very it was very quality like content like it was very like pull out a sony capture the most aesthetic style shots that we can come up with come up with the dope uh storyline a lot of our videos well, no, our early ones were parkour training It was compilations. dope as parkour yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, dope as parkour lines. We eventually uh, segued into like doing uh, skits, skits yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty much just like a dope cinematic parkour showreel that you would see on YouTube, but one minute long. And with cans in it. And with the cans in it, obviously. Now, Grant, I do want to make this <laughs> side note. This is not the podcast to storytell our bang story. This is using our bang experience as a way to talk about parkour for influencer content. Let's just make that very clear. Yeah. So our, our earlier content was that it was like hardcore parkour lines, <laughs> super legit. And we had to get like cinematic shots and then obviously fulfill the requirements, which we'll get into later about contracts with their cans and drinking shots and all that stuff. 
And then as time went on, what did we realize about doing that? It sucked. It's <laughs> not what technically you should do. In the parkour world, that's what they want to see. You know, you want to see the best training and you want to see a dope little edit. But reality, what you're making is ads. Technically, what you're doing is ads. And if you want to do better, if you want to make, if you want to, if you want more numbers, if you want to move up in payroll or, or, or in the company or whatever it is, you got to impress them as well. If we wanted to just kind of do like the basic whatever, then we would just do a couple clips, you know, film each other drinking the can, whatever, no quality edits, no music, no none of that. But that's not exactly what you're doing because otherwise you're just going to kind of stay stagnant. We wanted to move up. So we started essentially creating ads. We realized that it is not about doing dope jumps. It's not about doing the dope flips because after a while you just go, well, like shit, man, like what else are we going to do? Like we're running out of like lines, we're running out of ideas or, or spots to do everything. All the videos look the same. We have to make X amount a month. So you start to realize that the brand that is paying you isn't paying you for the dope 14 foot running pre you stuck or the double side you stomped outside. They don't give a shit. What they give a shit about is how engaging is your video utilizing parkour and their product, not just the parkour and free running. So that's where it's very important right now for Tony and I to talk about the difference between making influencer parkour content and training content. The difference between them, the, the difference in training content is it's you as an athlete, no influence of brands or the pressure of anything else you're supposed to do. It's just you actually training and it's your phone clips or whatever of your progression. And that's it. You post it just like that. A good example is the, there's the modus guys. You know what I mean? George BK, that's just him training on a freaking Sunday or something. And then that's just his badass stuff because he's solely focused on what he's doing. He's not worried about, oh, did you get three product shots? Did you get the two drinking shots? Mm -hmm. He's just training as a fucking parkour athlete as it should be. Difference between that and then parkour influencer content, which is what? What did we end up doing? Focusing too much on creating a cool ad video. We basically started doing skits and yeah. then sprinkled parkour. Oh, yeah. Parkour. We segued into skits right. and sprinkled parkour on it because we were like, our foundation is parkour. There has to be parkour in it. But this is an advertisement video, so we're filming an advertisement video. Exactly. So what makes, quote, parkour, what, what makes a piece of content parkour influencer content when what things are checked off when you watch it? Mm. Parkour obviously is the main factor in that. But how much? Like, does it really? Does it really? What, what if we well, just so that's, did one that's, flip? That's the thing. There's, there's no fucking like, there's no guideline to it. You know, right? That's what it, yeah. it, it all varies by the company and for in Bang Energy's uh, world. I don't even know if we're allowed to fucking say this, but like on Bang Energy's world, you're required when you film a brand video for them to include three product shots, which are static shots. Not static, but shots where you can clearly see the Bang Energy logo, can, and everything. You're required to put three of those in a video and then two consumption shots, again, where you can clearly see the Bang Energy logo on the side of the can as you're drinking it, and it must look like you're actually drinking it. So that, as a regulation, is like, okay, how do I take these very, very like specific shots that don't fit into every fucking video, like like theme wise of the video, how do I take these and put it into a parkour training video so it doesn't look whack as fuck? Or we're looking like we're a bunch of fucking sellouts, which yeah. even then that still happens. Because imagine, which we have done, but we did it more in a cinematic aspect. Imagine you're like watching someone, a regular, what looks like a regular training video of someone doing a fucking big ass running pre to dive Kong. And then immediately after the dive Kong, it's just a shot of a can. 
and then it goes to someone doing a double side and then immediately after the double side it's another shot of the it's just like bullshit it, it doesn't work you know so you have to figure out how am i going to make this look good so people can appreciate it more but then also like it because of the main reason they follow us is parkour you know so what we got into which was literally just fucking we were like okay well if we can't we're trying to put in these product and drinking shots into these videos but they're not going to look good in just a regular raw audio training video. Correct. How can we make it look good? Well, let's make a dope edit with music and whatnot. That way, when it cuts from a big running pre to a dive Kong and then immediately to a panning shot of a can sitting there, it's less like what the fuck just happened and more like this is part of the edit. It's part of the flow of everything. Right. And I think that's the biggest mistake people make when mm -hmm. they A, think about wanting to do this or B, are already doing this. They think that, okay, the main thing you have to capture is the jumps and then squeeze the drinks in. It's the other way around. You have to make the content based off of the drinks and then sprinkle the parkour and fruiting on there because what you're essentially making is ads. So the biggest mistake people think in the parkour and fruiting world when they're making influencer content, which is essentially brand-sponsored parkour videos, is you just kind of go all right what kind of line do you want like you already start treating it like you're training mm -hmm. and that's the weird thing because you train and train and train and have fun with parkour but then when it's time to do a video that you're actually getting paid for you treat it exactly the same because that's all you know but in reality that's not what you do and it's really weird here's the thing too like the people who literally because they're i've seen videos of people in bang energy too who like they'll make a video of them doing a flip or something and then immediately it's a raw what exactly we just talked about a raw audio of like a flip or some shit or a jump and then immediately after that is just a shot of a can and then them doing the trick again and they'll get crazy fucking engagement because of more so the loyalty of their follower base on yeah. want to watch your content but i guarantee you that nobody buys the product from that you're the video you make from that isn't actually getting the company any sales you're getting really good engagement but engagement doesn't always equal to sales so when you work with the company and this was a learning curve for us too that's why you want to make sure the company you're promoting is something you actually back and are want to go behind to try and help them get sales while they help monetize you. Right. It's got to be, a, it's two-way street. It's something where you want to actually offer your consumers because the people who just post videos of like bang and whatnot, the company not getting any sales, they're getting paid for it because they're getting good engagement, but more than likely the sale count, they probably get some, but isn't anywhere near where it could be if you actually made a video that was pushing the product in a way to get people to actually buy it. Exactly. That you know? was all really good. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what I see. Like I see it so much and I think it's on a morality sense. Like I don't, I don't necessarily like back it as much because like if you're working with a company, you created a partnership where like, I'm going to help you get sales if you pay me yeah. to use your product. Right. And you're, theoretically going against that and or finding a loophole by just being like i get in good good engagement on this video i'll put your product in it you know yeah you don't care about the product and you also don't care about the the your the people watching it who could potentially get it you right. know yeah exactly so and the reason i feel like that they, they make that mistake is because they they treat it as like a training video so they their focus is on what you're saying yeah. that big move or whatever and then they just kind of go all right cut to the can yeah well then also because a lot of time people everyone just wants to be sponsored nowadays Everyone literally just wants to be sponsored, so they don't care what they get sponsored by. They just want to get paid. Because parkour is so new, and it's still not a hundred percent like credible job or athlete pursuit, whatever. Because more of the money is in like big competitions, like fig and stuff. Because I know you can win like thousands of dollars and stuff. But because the other routes 
is getting brand deals. You just go, okay, well, my skill level is going to get me a brand deal. Like my skill level, I, I think I'm badass enough. I think my jumps are good enough to get in for Nike or something like that. But that is not the case at all. They don't give two fucking shits if you can do dub back or whatever. That's for you in the parkour and for any community and your competitions and, and being and thriving in the community. No business, not even a parkour brand gives a fuck if you can do a double backflip. It's, it's your quality ideas, your creativity, uh, the quality video execution and how well you can utilize all that to promote them. It is a partnership. It is a two-way street. So the mistake people make is exactly what Tony said, where you focus on the moves themselves and not look out for the brand that sponsored you. So the biggest mistake is that people get eager that parkour so new. Okay, this is my way of getting in. This is my way of getting money. I'm just gonna seek. I'm just gonna seek for sponsorships. Hey, I can do flips. Can you sponsor me? Like that's not how it works. So. That's what we learned early on to to back to backtrack to our own experience. Well, not backtrack to go to our own experience of influencer content, parkour influencer content. I want to say specifically, is we realized how taxing and how unnecessary it is to make a dope mini parkour edit, and realize that it's more about the brand that's sponsoring us. Like, how do we do exactly what Tony said? Help them get sales numbers, but then also keep up our engagement with our parkour audience to where they keep paying us and we're not, you know, screwing up our contract. So. <clears throat> what that ended up being was what I see now as considered parkour influencer content, which is essentially some type of, well, I think what we created, I honestly think we created like this own genre is essentially some type of skit that revolves around the drink that is supposed to be the focal point. So it helps sell the product and then you plug in parkour as opposed to parkour plug in the brand it's reversed and that always did better with the company the response we got from bang energy for a while was always super positive because what we did was well, we 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 won a lot of their in-house competitions because of it we won a lot of their in-house competitions because of it because part of it and this is something that people struggle with is you also have to be good at other things you also have to be good at video and editing you Unless have you to have someone to do it for you or you get someone to do it for you either way i mean i i always promote fucking Teach yourself, learn it. It might not look as good as people who have years of experience or whatever, but if you're still, if like say you hire someone to do it for you in the beginning, that's fine, but be right next to them learning how to do it and like teach yourself as you go. And then eventually you won't need them anymore. Anyway, um, so what we did was we utilized our creative video editing skills and our videography skills because it's all about camera tricks as well. And we combined it with our really weird, Ryan joined the Discord. With, we combined it with our really weird quirky ideas and then we plugged in parkour like it was like a external you know plug or something like that and that turned into parkour skits mm -hmm. which I now consider as parkour influencer content where you're essentially yes utilizing parkour and fruiting as the wow factor to keep people engaged but also having some type of mini storyline that keeps people engaged for the product and you use parkour as a way to keep them engaged with the little storyline. And it worked really well for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, so the difference between that and just training is just massive. There's a huge gap in between the both of them. And the reason why there's a mistake or there's people that are getting you know worked up at the beginning is because they think that they're one and the same. They think that making the the, con the brand sponsored content, influencer content is the same as making their training videos. And then they turn out exactly what Tony said, where it's just like dive Kong, big running pre cut to a can. Right. Because like all that literally, all that literally is, is that 
the way that in a dumbed down sense, how people who do that are looking at it is that if I post my video of me doing a giant fucking running pre to a giant dive Kong gets 50,000 views. Therefore, I'm going to do a giant fucking running pre to a giant fucking dive Kong. But in the caption or at the end of the video, I'm going to tag the company or put the product and they're going to get seen by 50,000 people. That's not how it fucking works. Right. <laughs> you right. know, you're not if they if if a company just wanted to put their name without any context behind it in front of 50,000 people, they would go on Facebook advertising and set an audience and reach like a million people from it. You know, the point of influencer style content is to get your followers to believe why you believe in this product. So that way they can go and get the product. You know, exactly. That's, that's what it is. It's not just, you're not just a billboard and you put the fucking product on it. And the 50,000 people who see your posts are going to be like, look at that product. Yeah. Wanna, you know, you there has to be some kind of type of context, some belief behind it. There has to be meat behind it. And you can't, you can't immediately think off the bat. Oh, my, my dope jumps or flips are going to sell the product easily. Nope. But just like how we use Vanessa Seco as an example, I would like to use another parkour athlete as an example that does it differently than us, but I still does it. I still, still think he does it kind of well. Well, yeah. Brody Pawson. He doesn't... He doesn't do it anymore. He doesn't do that. it anymore because I don't know why. I mean, I'd love to talk to him. Maybe probably, I the, probably the same reason we fucking... Well, for, well, because the thing is, what he was doing was different, though. He was actually doing dope training lines mm -hmm. and then adding the drinking shots and the can shots. He was not doing what we were doing. I think what we were doing was more engaging. Right. But he was doing... Pretty much, he was creating a miniature parkour showreel. So he was right. going throughout his day, same way how people back in the day would make little parkour parkour edits that they put on YouTube. He was doing that on a miniature sense on Instagram, but having the product in it. So it's it's more so the vibe that's coming across there is that my training day today was sponsored by Bang Energy. You know, the right. way the products show up in it, the way the drinking shots show up in it are very fluent. They flow very well together. So there's no like like confusion as to what this video is about. Why am I looking at a jump and then looking at a can? It all flows together real well. He does he does a line, fucking ends up at a bench, does a Webster down, sits down, grabs the can next to him, takes a sip, put right. it back down and keeps going. You know, it's fueling his day. So right. like he does a really fucking good job of it. I would love to get him on here to talk to him about yeah, it. Yeah, I would too. Because he also does watches. Mm -hmm. And what he does is he does like a quick little video and then he does a swipe post where it's a picture. If that's in his contract, I don't know. Because like, like we said, we'll, we'll bring it up in a second. But the type of content you make utilizing parkour to represent these brands all also depicts... Uh, depends, sorry, on what the contract says, what you're required to do. So for Bang Energy, of course, our requirement was three product shots, two drinking shots in every single video, and also to make sure that our numbers were okay and solid. Now, <clears throat> here's the thing with parkour athletes trying to get brands. You don't know, you might not know business. You might not know what this world is or what it looks like at first. So the first thing you revert to is, oh, I know it'd be cool. What if we did a flip and then grab the can? And then, you know what I mean? Like you utilize what you know in your parkour, free running world, tricking world, whatever mm -hmm. it may be. And then you go, okay, well, how can we implement that to the can? Like the, the psychology of it has to be reversed. You have to think of it from a filmmaker's perspective, even if you're not, or some type, you have to- Some you, type of creative perspective. You have to give it a different perspective because the perspective is not using the flip and then the can. It's the can, then the flip. And a perfect example is how the basic go-to mentality for using parkour as a way to sponsor something or to or promote it in a video is that classic Webster off a bench, sit down, grab it, drink it. Everyone has done right. it. But what really gets the brand going, what really gets who's paying your fucking video is making the product interesting. And your parkour and flipping is 
uh, a added bonus. More, it's a secondary thing. You still should. You still have to do it. Obviously, that you're a parkour infuriating athlete. They saw you as an asset. They saw that what you do is very eye catching, and that you, in a way you're capable of incorporating it for their brand. But the problem is that people incorporate the moves first prior to the to the product. So I think Brody Possum is a good example because he still does what we are saying good, but it's not long term. Like what we were doing was more long term. We could always come up with a weird idea. We can always come up with something. Maybe they don't all hit, but that's just kind of how life is, homies. Well, that's 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 why like like for us in our case scenario, like. Ours is more long-term because of the weird ideas that we come up with. Yeah. And it gave us, it opened up more doors for us. Yes. So like with Bang Energy, for example, Bang Energy, they, yes, they, they made, they pay you depending on what tier you're on. They pay you to put a video out every week, every two weeks, whatever the fuck it is. But then they also have in-house competitions called Omnis, yeah. which it doesn't fucking matter how much engagement you get on a video. It doesn't matter what dopest backflip you can do in a, a video. It matters what's the coolest themed video to be right. put out there. The company then votes which one they like the most and then pays that one almost like fucking 15 times what your normal weight rate probably would have been. You right. know, a lot of the prize monies for it were like, like $5,000 and whatnot for one fucking 60 second video. Right. You know? So if you think like some type of brand deal or influencer deal for parkour, it looks like doing dope jumps, then you get paid. Think again, what you're actually diving into is the social media advertisement world and your parkour and free running and, and however uh, many years video editing skills is your foot in the door because what's actually happening is you're making ads. You're helping a brand grow. They are utilizing your engagement from the cool thing that you do, which is a conk precision to Rudy, whatever, as a way to grow their brand awareness, spreading out whatever product it is to as many people as possible. They see what you do as an asset. So when you initially think, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to do cool jump and I'm going to get paid for it. Nope. What you're actually making, a perfect example is the Omnis that we do is a cool ads mm -hmm. and your parkour and free running is a way to make it cooler. I guarantee you that we had already uh, a bigger hand in the Omnis because we have the cool athletic abilities of parkour and free running. It is still a valuable asset, but it's not the center of focus in the video. And it's so weird because when we were starting out, when we were teenagers and we wanted, we were like, yeah, parkour for sponsors. Like someone ought to pay us to do cool flips. We didn't know any better. And that's what we thought. And I think a lot of people think that at the beginning. Well, you know where that comes from? That comes from like what the regular stigmatism of being a sponsored athlete is, mm. is when you look at like Red Bull riders or like people who compete and have a brand on their back, they're quite literally just going out to compete or just going out to train or whatnot, but they're being paid by this brand because the brand isn't paying them for social media. They're paying them to when they go out and do dope tricks at a competition that when people look at their shirt, they see a monster energy fucking logo and whatnot. They're not being paid to make videos on social media. Like it's a different, it's a different, um, it's a whole different like environment. It's a whole different structure with it. Those people quite literally get paid just to be an athlete when yep. you when it comes to parkour because parkour isn't at that sense at least not for everybody you know, uh, it's not that level red bull there's red bull you know dom tomato jason paul whatnot but like not, it's not yeah. at that level the, the only real income you can get 
kind of by just doing parkour is right now through video creation on Instagram or YouTube by being an influencer, using right. your parkour skills to be an influencer. It's a com- completely different than being yep. a sponsored athlete who's just competing. You know, that company pays them to com- to be in competitions and place. That's why they wear their logo so people can see that logo on a first place podium, you know? Right, right. So quite literally that person gets paid literally just to train as hard as he can. That way he can win competitions. But that's not what influencer content is. On social media, you're getting paid to just use your current skills to help promote their product. Right. You know? And and like I said before, video and editing skills as well. But you that's to combine the two. That's why people think all they have to do is do a dope backflip in a video. And then hold a can or something or right. a watch. Because of what I'd mentioned earlier. Right, exactly. So no, I hundred percent agree. And for anybody listening that might've thought that, well, here you go because we learned it the long way. And, uh, that's just not the case. And it would be very simple and easy if that was the case, but sadly it's not. So you have that, right? So you have like influencer content could be whatever, could be just a person on Instagram that literally is just attractive and has a dick ton of followers and you slap a contract a contract a, oh my god english goodly grammar greatly contraband you attach a contract to them and they get paid depending on their massive engagement just for existing that's an exaggeration but anyway uh and you got that right so there's a cut like for example that uh, the first thing i can think of obviously is a chick the leia louis i can't i don't even know her name Lucci. Le- no not Lucci. well no, Lucci's I'm, a model i'm just saying an example of someone luciana yeah luciana del mar she's that's her longer extended name yeah she's a model right and she obviously does a lot of self-care working out dieting and stuff like that to look like a tall glass of milk and uh, <laughs> you know like a curvy glass and uh like an hourglass milk and then her numbers and followers are high because tits. And then Bang's like, here you go. That's influencer stuff, right? Then you got the parkour influencer where instead of looking good and modeling, replace that with parkour and fearing skills. But the content also has to still speak for itself. And then the whatever engagement numbers and blah, blah, blah you get also depicts how much money you get. But we've all already just established it's not about the jumps or flips. Then you have parkour and fearing athletes that make content that isn't training, but they're using their skills in a weird, like Pasha, for example, parkour training athlete, but he does like, what do you consider that? That's not, that's also influencer content, I guess. I mean, it is. It's like that stunt it's, weird well, stuff. When you get up to that, that level. The Polinsky of, guy. When you get up to that level of like followers or like people who follow you, you, you theoretically have a cult at that point right and like the people who follow you are gonna are gonna take whatever you say whatever you put in your video way more like to heart than someone who just has a few hundred thousand followers who just is known off of their flips like pasta's an pasha is an actual personality now like he's a right he's people look at him not just for flips now. Like they look at him just because they're like, this guy's a celebrity. Exactly. That's a whole different level on it. But it and comes that, from parkour. It comes from parkour. He stemmed from parkour. He pretty much surpassed influencer and went to celebrity yeah. at that point. But then when you're, that's a whole different fucking thing. At that time, you can quite actually literally just put a can in the fucking video and someone's going to buy it, you know? Exactly. But it's a whole different, you're not at that level. No. But Neither the, are we. I'm trying to, I'm trying to 
give them the difference, the difference, sorry, I was going to use a longer, harder word to pronounce, it's all good, the difference between a parkour and freerunning athlete utilizing parkour and freerunning as influencer content, as opposed to a parkour and freerunning athlete that ended up doing like what looks like viral stuff or whatever for the engage for the sake of engagement mm-hmm. to become that celebrity identity that you're saying where they can literally just hit up any company and be like hey i have dope i have this many followers can you sponsor me yep here's a paycheck mm-hmm. like for example have you know that polinsky guy i think that's his name is or whatever on instagram have you seen his stuff like how he does like he's literally like eaten he's like fallen in snow that had mud in it. He does like a Webster and opens up the, he does a Webster off of like some sort of like concrete structure out in, uh, out in da- downtown or wherever he's at. And then like he does a Webster and then boom pops out of an umbrella. You know what oh, I mean? He, he does the action comedy. Stuff. That's what it was looking for. Yeah. What's it called? Pasha calls it action comedy. Action comedy. Okay. Quite well, literally a genre Pasha created. Right. Right. So Polinsky does the same thing. And it's like these parkour and freeing athletes that used to train that could do what we were doing with bang but instead took a different route and right and use their skills as a way to make action comedy where you can clearly see the target audience is the layman's the people that don't know anything about what we do and that's like a third entity i think that still falls under influencer content because that type of weird action comedy that you see can still give them con- get them contracts yeah you know what i mean like pasha can 100% hit up bang and be like hello guys hey, i'm trying to you know whatever the fuck he tax <laughs> he tax I, I did rightly read i did rightly yeah exactly and I, I am successful and uh they'll be like okay here's uh this amount of, here's a thousand dollars per video or whatever and he could be like okay but he doesn't have to do what we just described doing yeah using parkour does that make sense he does his other weird stuff that mm-hmm. that utilizes parkour skills but it's not doing parkour you know what i mean it's like weird it's definitely it's its own entity yeah and then you know uh and then of course the fourth thing that we're trying to you know make the separation is then there's just you training which is just you going out with your buddies or by yourself pushing yourself pushing your limits genuinely training and f- fulfilling what it is what it is to do parkour and free running you know even applying the philosophy uh, and all that stuff ever since the beginning. And then filming it, getting what you got, best of it, putting it together, throwing it on your profile. That's a com- that that is that is being pure parkour if you're running community content creating whatever. It, it, you know, involved keeping yourself alive or keeping your team brand alive. And then there's these three things that we just told you, which is, you know, the influencer using parkour as influencer content and then having parkour skills on your skill set, but you use it in a weird way and I guess it's called action comedy now and then that is like for the sake of engagement. So weird. So there's all of that, right? And then there is how it's viewed through the eyes of actual athletes and then through the eyes of the norms. Now, before we get into that, I want to touch briefly on for the people who are curious as to how contracts work and how how could they do parkour and free running or how would it look like to do it rather under contract? Because we've already described what it is that they have to do. If they're looking to do this, they already have been told just now in the past, I don't know how many minutes, 25 minutes on what it is that their focus should be on when they make content. We've already debunked the whole, your best jump is what gets you the paycheck. No, but what does a contract look like? What kind of restrictions would they be under if they're getting all hyped up to do, to utilize their parkour skills to make some money off of Instagram. Well, for starters, if 
if you're in a position where you're being approached by a company <clears throat> or they and, approach them or they, you approach them and they want to sponsor you and they give you these three pieces of paper that have a bunch of words on it, fancy words that you don't know what they mean. And you're wondering what the fuck's on it. The, that touched your knee. I'm sorry. Honestly, at this point, I got to accept it. Just don't get crazy. Okay. Um, <laughs> and you're wondering what the fuck is on that paper. Probably one of the initial things that will be on there is conflict of interest. Don't promote any other brands that right. are similar to us. Yep. Another thing that may be on there is, hey, you know all that dope content you made? It's not yours anymore. It's ours. <laughs> like, they own it. All of it. Um, how well they push that ownership up to the company. Bang Energy on the push. Push shit. <laughs> like I said, our Bang Energy story is a different... That's, yeah. a, that's a different episode. But um, that will definitely be on it. You're going to have things like... Uh, what else? What else is there? Liabilities. If you get her filming a video, it's not our fault. Um, can't disclose what's in the contract. Again, however hard they push it is how hard you can follow it. And they have things like if you're if you get in if you get arrested doing what you're doing, out. We don't want we don't want our product our brand associated with you. If you climbed a building to get, if you climbed a building to get a dope shot of our product, sick. That's not in the contract. But if you climb a dope building because you're trying to get a shot of our product, and then cops come and arrest you, and now you're a felon, we don't want our product associated with that. Your contract out. terminated. That's in the contract. Um, there's a bunch of different things that are. Of course, then there's the big ones that they would be interested in in terms of creating, and that is first and foremost the requirements of how many times the product, whatever it may be, has to show up. Yeah. Right? You have to fulfill those things. And then it's up to you as a parkour and fearing athlete and newfound videographer at this point. Let's just say that you've barely made videos or edits, but you're really you're really inspired to want to do parkour and fear running for content. Oh, my Lord. For content uh, on Instagram, you want to get paid for it. Now you're going to be a new... <laughs> a newfound videographer. You're going to be a newfound social media content creator because remember, it's not just about the jumps. And you're wondering, okay, how am I going to do this? It's up to you now to figure out how you're going to implement their requirements of how many times a product has to show up within your video that also has parkour because you're a parkour athlete. And it's up to you as a creator. You must become a creator. If you're not a creative person, get to it. Um, and then on top of that, of course, time limits. How long the video has to be, what, how long you're required to make them. If it's 45 seconds, a minute. You have to make a minute video every week. You have to make a 45-second video every week. You have to make two 45 seconds every week. Whatever it is, it's the time length of the video plus the frequency of how, much, of how many you have to make per month. Um, once again, this all depends on the company, the contract, the product that you decide to go for. Another thing is choose. Keep those in mind when you're choosing a brand. When you have these things about a contract in mind, you have to use that, your knowledge of parkour, and see if those two things together align with the product that you're looking for or looking to do. So, uh, for example, if you are making creative content with maybe a little bit of skit work, like we said, you have some video editing skills, uh, and you're doing parkour for earning, you said, you know, you go, okay, probably going to be a minute long videos if it's going to be on Instagram. Don't pick lotion. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> pick something that really excites you because it'll excite them, right? You being excited to make 
content with the with the product mixed with parkour, if that excites you, that most likely means it's going to excite them. So pick something that'll do that for you. Um, it's belief. It's belief, man. They'll believe in what you believe in. If you just show up thinking, ah, well, yeah, I, I could do dope jumps for your product and it'll work. That's It's not going to work, dude, straight up. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to manifest itself. I promise you it won't. For example, what could work? Uh, protein, pr pre-made protein uh, shakes. Like, for example, uh, VPX used to make them. They don't have them right now. But it came in a case of, I think, eight. And it was these uh, cartons that were, it was just shakeable protein shakes already done, right? Dude, that right there, right? The, the shaking, the fact that it's a protein drink, recovery. You're an athlete. You need recovery. Jumps. You, you got a bunch of different elements that you can utilize for a video. And you have to make sure that that excites you because then it'll excite them. You have ideas to present to them. You have something to give to them. And then from there, if they see value in it through your excitement, through your parkour abilities, because it is a wow factor, it catches people's eye. And a lot of these companies are run by younger younger generations now. Mm -hmm. So they know what parkour and fruiting is. And they know how cool it is. And they know how much it can catch the attention of others, but also your engagement and your followers and stuff like that. You have to have a good foundation. Then they'll give you a chance and they'll give you the contract. And then the contract can possibly contain everything we just said and then it's up to you to make it happen and no fuck it up now the last thing about contracts payments we were going good man <laughs> just staring down the just fucking the, I was like, I wonder if I what, what is in there did we leave anything a spider has there's just there's just leftover mount dora sushi yeah dude it'd be eaten up by whatever the hell's in this house yeah me demons um so what would payments look like in a contract like how much yeah kind of how much like what's the price range these people can be looking at i mean you could look at anything from like 20 bucks a post to like if however big you want to get whatever number you want and i mean like two thousand dollars yeah a post a post three thousand like you very know, possible there's a very wide margin and there's a lot of different factors that play into it. One of them is obviously the company's budget. The other thing is how much the company values you. How right. Which are they willing to invest because of what they see from your content or who you are? Yeah, that and also uh, you might get paid monthly or biweekly. Right. So that's just kind of what it looks like. That's kind of a little bit of behind the scenes. Once again, when we do our Bang Energy story, you'll really get more in depth about it. We're utilizing... Because we've done other influencer parkour content for other brands. It's not just Bang, but we're, Bang is just, just such a big one that we're using that as our foundation to storytell and, and give you guys all this advice. It's also our first insight. one. Huh? It's also our first one. It was also our very official We first have one. the most lessons from Bang Energy. Yeah, exactly. So that's why we're using that as a way to give you guys this insight and advice. So anyway, that's the uh, in, insight on contracts and payments and stuff. Um, we're almost done. Yeah, we're on the last bit. I know this is actually kind of a long one, but this is very informative. <laughs> I just wanted you to be upset. Oh no! The fact that I'm trying to end the podcast early. No, I always try. To, I always try to make it as quick as possible. It's another reason why I talk fast. But also, I talk fast because sometimes your boy has a lot of thoughts and he might forget them, and he wants to get them out quick as possible before he does. All right, here we go, and I think this is the most important one. Dude, it looks like a mouth. We've lost it. We've <laughs> lost him. If you, if you, if you left him, it's okay. Uh, no image. So now we've defined what a regular influencer looks like and people's opinions on that really differ, right? If you're looking at a model and you're a dude, you have no complaints. Then there's other people that might have, uh, uh, you know, some pretty big gripes about it. You know, like how, you know, always depicting what the perfect man or woman looks like and then all this like depression, like how it can cause some like 
uh, self-doubt or low self-esteem, which can go into depression and like, you know, the whole, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. normalizing what real average people look like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's, you can have gripes about that. Mm-hmm. You can have gripes about the action comedy mm-hmm. stuff where like Posh is mm-hmm. like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, go ahead. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Uh, then you have the action comedy stuff where you kind of look at Posh and you go, well, he doesn't do parkour and fruiting anymore. Like you're looking at it from the eyes of a, of a athlete. You're like, well, he doesn't do parkour anymore. What the fuck is this shit, man? Like he's just doing whatever. But then from the eyes of a normal person, it's like, Oh my God, look at this bro. Hey, yo, bro, did you see this shit? Like this yeah. guy's crazy. You know yeah. what I mean? And then he gets all the fucking numbers and he's actually doing really well. Cause that's, that is successful either, either way. But through the eyes of, you know, uh, yeah, parkour athletes can, you know, they could be very, all right, well, this is how it should be for us when we train and stuff like that. They, they might, there's some, there's some, I'm saying, there's some athletes out there or people in the community internationally that look at Pasha or that the Polinsky guy I told you about. I don't even know if I'm saying this thing right, uh, his at name, that look at what they're doing and they go, what the fuck is this garbage? Mm-hmm. Like, they're just using their skills to just do really viral, crappy, popular stuff for the sake of numbers. You could have that pessimistic outlook, and to an extent, that's what they're doing. But that doesn't mean that's a bad thing, though. Yeah. Also, they like, are. That is what they're doing. Also, that to gets, an extent, that gets into a whole different topic that they could enjoy doing, making that shit more than they enjoy doing parkour, which is fine. It's their profile. They could do whatever the fuck they want. You know. Yeah. If you don't like it, unfollow, unfollow. the profile. You know. So yeah. like, that's a whole different topic on like how people view certain people and yeah. why they do certain things but like but that's viewing them on just doing quirky content now here's the second one uh, technically in the order we told it parkour for influencer content what we did through the eyes of normal people it's a very entertaining bang ad we've had a lot of normal we've had a lot of muggles comment on it and they absolutely loved it you know they they tell us that it's funny that they never expected the ending. They even say, I'm going to go buy a Bang Energy right now. I've, I've, I've read comments like that. So to the muggles, it's actually very entertaining because it's kind of like a mini storyline. It's an ad for a drink that they possibly will like. And there's parkour and fearing, which is always cool to watch, no mm-hmm. matter what the skill level. So they love it. Now, here's the important part. The reason why I wrote this down in the Brook of Truth. Through the eyes of athletes, we look like sellouts. Yeah. Why do you think they think that? I mean, why are there certain parkour people who only believe in the purism of it and not don't believe in the flips, you know? It's like... Interesting. People... I've realized parkour people are some of the most opinionated people I've ever met in my life mm. on how things should be, how things should go and whatnot, when in reality, people are going to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. It's weird too because we talk about... Yeah, go ahead. I don't know exactly... They they could see us as sellouts, maybe maybe because that they're if if they're specifically not working with the brand or they don't care to or they're they're just an athlete, you know, mm. and they look at our content and they see like some quirky bang ad with parkour parkour in it, parkour <laughs> with parkour in it. Yeah. You just go French for a second <laughs> with some parkour, parkour, parkour yeah. the, uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, shit. They can see it as like these guys are sellouts because. You know, they're not posting the dope double side flip I followed them for. You know, they're posting scripts with parkour. I don't want to see that. Why are you posting that? I it's you know what? Maybe it goes to the fact of like 
everyone, a, a lot of people revolve the world around themselves. And I think, especially on Instagram or social, social media in general, it's egocentric. So people see a post pop up on their feed. One, they're not thinking about the other 90,000 people who follow the account yeah. that are also seeing the post. They're just saying, oh, cool. So if I'm going to post a video, I'm going to watch it. You know, they look at it and they're like, I hate this. You know, mm-hmm. why? So I don't want to see this. You know, you guys are sellouts. Why the fuck are you doing this? But somebody else sees it and like, dude, this was the funniest ad ever. I'm going to go buy a case of bang. You right. know, it's all opinions. But a lot of people, because they're viewing the world around themselves, they don't. And what they view, what parkour and fearing should be on Instagram. Right. They don't necessarily immediately think that these guys are working with the brand to make an income, hopefully, if that's what their contract says, to make an income. And they're also, they're making a video that is entertaining, but also having parkour in it so it can relate to me in some way. Right. You know? So the biggest challenge is balancing. Mm -hmm. The biggest challenge we came, that we encountered, which goes back to the beginning of this podcast episode, we were talking about how we first started off by just doing banger parkour runs and throwing some cans in it. And then we transitioned into skits. We went too far in that direction. We find the happy medium because we realized the ultimate goal was to attempt to make content that pleased both parties, not pleased everyone that genuinely pleased both parties, which is the muggles that <laughs> see an entertaining ad for bang and parkour and freeing athletes internationally that see us genuinely trying to throw down within an ad. So doing both was rather taxing at times. We did get lazy about it. There were times we got lazy about it mm-hmm. because it was so many of them. We were constantly on our toes. Our heads were always coming up with shit constantly and so we kind of sometimes even had pick or choose we were like how about we just make this completely training how about we make this just a complete skit how about we make both so we kind of just like bounce back and forth from those because of how many we had to do based on our contracts that's something you guys have to look out for uh the frequency of how many videos you have to make will really depict your work ethic and also your creativity and what how far you're willing to go so the reason why some people uh, and by people i mean athletes would view us as sellouts after they see wow another bang ad from soulful movement of course well hey man we're under contract we're trying to make a fucking living and also we're combining multiple skill sets our actual training and our video and editing skills all in one to please more than just you. So I can I can understand how it looks like sales because we're literally making a mini skit ad and throwing parkour as like a whoa and then boom there's the product in front of your face. Right. I could totally get that, but there's there's a reason as to why it looks like that. I think that if there's a genuine reason as to why the what you produced is the way it is that it's justified. It's valid because that means you thought it through. Mm-hmm. That means you really tried to look at it at different angles and attempted different things until you came to a solution that right. worked. And, and that was ours Dude, but I, for us. So I was going to say, no, okay, good. for us, like we like what people, when people follow you, they expect to see a certain type of content, you know, initially <laughs> people who followed us are like, I'm following them because I want to see parkour, yeah. you know, right. I want to see some dope shit. Then, as we started figuring out Bang Energy, we went through them a little bit, started making content. Then there were actually a handful of people 
who not only followed us for parkour, but they followed us to see what the next type of bang video we'd make. Yeah. You know? Because they Literally, got really fun. They, they liked the skits. They liked the scripts and whatnot, and they liked that it was parkour. So they'd follow us to be like, I wonder what bang video they're going to make this fucking week. Because there was, there was no theme. There was no fucking routine of this shit. There was no routine. We, we sat down the week of, like, what are we making? Yeah. yeah. Or the day of. Sometimes that's but, how quick we can. But that's what I'm saying is that you can good you it. can make a different audience from your current audience. Yeah, that's why you can't please everyone. You try and please both sides as much as you can. But we made a different audience from the same audience we have, and yeah. probably new people who followed us, who generally look forward just to seeing those videos. Yeah, you know, and even though they were ads and they were promoting something, they people just, hate ads. Right, but this was because it was like their local or whatever nation or there's these fucking guys they're friendly neighborhood made funny videos yeah too. well for me it was like they're friendly neighborhood parkour athletes that can also make funny ads yeah and they love that they love the combination they like the the pleasing both worlds thing now there's a difference between the image behind how others view that and i'm obviously specifically talking about athletes how others view that you know whether they think what we made or other people make like brody stuff is shit and it's sellout or not and then there is the image you're upholding for your own brand, how you view the content that you're creating for the brands, for the sponsorship, how well over time will it align with how you want your personal brand to look like? So the, the next issue we ran into with Bang is we realized that the type of content we were making for them was too, it was starting to get too fruity, goofy, for the type of image we wanted to uphold and mm -hmm. the other content we were making for ourselves that wasn't brand sponsored. And that was another issue we ran into. So, Whole different fucking like side of a paper. Yeah, dude. We're on. Dude, straight up, that's another thing you have to keep in mind. And I'm speaking to those that are thinking about doing something like this is that you also have to make sure that what you're creating also upholds the image that you're trying to create for yourself, whether you're a single individual or you have a team like us, right? If, we, if we're making a bunch of soulful movement uh, YouTube videos or, or uh, Instagram content, IGTV series, whatever it is, that clearly have like this mixture of fun, badass training, and some goofiness, then you want to continue, you want to have consistency, right? But then out of, out of nowhere, you just splat this like whack job skit that looks nothing like everything else you do. Over time, if you keep doing that, it feels like you're derailing from your original mission. So you have to make sure that what you're making is aligned with your own brand. So you you have to mesh you have to mesh those two as well. On top of meshing the muggle world and the parkour world, I guess you could say, from what we described earlier, you also have to mesh your own brand and how you want your image to look plus the brand, the plus the people that are sponsoring you. Dude, it is a lot. Like it is not, it's crazy how I started this off. It is not as simple as going like, I can do dope dumb so I can uh, promote your brand. And that's it. it dude, it's so much more than that, clearly, as you can see. So what we ran into with Bang is that we were making, uh, we were making too many videos that were either just not good enough parkour if we went all the parkour route for the ad because we started doing training compilations started doing really well i like that a lot it was tony's idea to do pov stuff where you know you have the role transition and stuff like that you've seen for years on ampi sounds videos perform well on instagram too perform well on instagram um and uh you know it was a good way to it was a good way to casually make a bang video i think that was our best way of pumping out bang content where it was just parkour that you know satisfied our follower base that are there for the parkour but also uh, satisfied the bang requirements and stuff like that. But it started to get to a point where, you know, even that got lazy or the skits were too weird or too wild. Um, and it kind of felt like a derailing of the, of the, the image of soulful movement. And we didn't like that. 
and we realized that it had to do with the branding of Bang Energy themselves. If you go to their content, all of it is vibrant, loud colors, fruity, you know, uh, trendy stuff. You know, the the all the influencers have, you know, matching clothes and all these things. And we realized that, you know, it doesn't 100% align with what parkour and training is or who we are. And it felt like the more they grew, the more they did that. Because when we first started with them, it wasn't like that for their content, not really. And, I, and at the time, parkour and training was like a great fit for them. And then as the time went on, it felt like they, it went like this. We went this way, they went that way. And uh, that's why I said earlier, it's important to pick your brand, uh, the, what, who you're trying to contact. Because, you know, if you're trying to get lotion, but it's like, it's not even like, men lotion or something or whatever or or for or for women you know what i mean you're like picking like i don't even know like just something that clearly doesn't align with what it is you're trying to do then it's kind of a really rocky path and it's not it's not really worth it honestly because thinking back to like when we didn't have a sponsor like when you're an athlete who hasn't had any sponsor before you haven't worked with any brands you you get to a point where you're like dude, I just want something. I just want something, you know? Yeah. And that will cause you to want to sign up for a fucking lotion brand, you know? Because you're like, I can make this, I can make this work. You know, I got paid for me. You know, I'll be a sponsored athlete. It's better to wait for something better to come. Hone your skill set. Hone your, create your audience. Pick your niche is super important. Understand what type of vibe you're trying to give off. And then pick your product from there or the brand you're going to work with from there. Because if your vibe is badass shit, but then you work with a fruity company because you decided to jump the gun and get a sponsor because you wanted a sponsor, you wanted to get paid and things like that. It's going to hurt you more in the long term uh, than you think it will. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at now for the fourth time bang story and from beginning to current will be another episode. Um, but yeah, that's how we kind of wanted to portray what we mean by the topic of image, the image regarding how people view you as a parkour athlete, whether you're making sellout quote, quote content or not, and upholding your own image that you're making for yourself that is mixed with the brand. So if, if Tony and I for soulful movement were to pick up, What do you got? What kind of brand would would make it look like we're like what the fuck? Actually, My I'm, Little Pony. Okay, I meant like product we'd use, like like some uh, oh oh like like portable. I'd fucking use that <laughs> as like comfort when you're like scared of a jump. You just yeah, put My Little Pony next to the ledge. You go. You know what? You're right, Betsy. I can do this. <laughs> no, I meant like uh like 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 portable yogurt bottles for for children, kind of. You you look at the you look at the ad that we'd make out of that and you'd be like what the what I mean okay I guess but then you would look you would look at us making content for hyperice which is like massage guns and stuff like that and like cool recovery equipment now that makes a lot more sense doesn't it so it, it, it and the content we can make with that type of product upholds the image and and um style that we're trying to portray with our team name you know what I mean and our company name so that's very important but the last thing that we wanted to, that I wanted to say is if you're going to do this, listen to all this, but also live your own experience, but do it right, man. 
do it for the right reasons. Do it because you want to. Do it because you genuinely feel like you have something to give in terms of making parkour look good for brand-sponsored ads and, or videos or however you want to call it for YouTube or what have you. Don't go into it. If you're going into it, just going like, I can do dope jumps. I'm going to represent a brand. You don't. That's not doing it right. That's not doing it right. So if you're going to do it, do it right. Um, but right now, I guess as, a, as because of what this is what we're doing now, Tony and I have dived so far deep down the rabbit hole of product videos because we've done bang. We've done Hyperice. We've done two different CBD companies. We've done a uh, protein, iconic protein. It's a chocolate, protein chocolate milk. No, just protein milk. Sorry, protein milk because they do vanilla, chocolate, and something else. Um, we've done, what else? For you talking about parkour? Solely? Like partnerships or whatever, yeah. We've done Etrafort. We've done a lot. GoPro, Hyperite. GoPro. So we've done so many of those that now we've gotten good at just making product videos. So that's like giving us another opportunity, another doorway. And that's what I'm saying, man. It, it can, it's your foot in the door because what you're actually getting into is social media advertising and stuff like that. Who knows? You can get really fucking good at it, man. And you can still be a parkour and freeing athlete. It doesn't mean the end of the world. You can still do it. Just make sure you separate them. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to touch on that, what I just said. No, not really. I mean, I I think that was pretty solid in terms of like leaving them with a good note, but yeah, uh, just, uh, if there's anything that you're going to leave this podcast with, make sure you leave it with knowing that sponsorships for parkour, especially influencer stuff is not about the jumps. It's not about how dope your fucking double side is. Expand your skill set and expand your skill set. Yeah, that's, that's that, that. I think that's an important thing too. When you get your foot in the door to do something and then finally you're in the whole fucking room. You know, don't be afraid to step out of the room, go in the hallway, put your foot in another door, yeah, and see what you can do from there. You know, it was a very elaborate analogy. I know I came much, up with it just it on very the much worked. Yeah, um, yeah, and then uh, expect next episode to be rather wild. Uh, and the way I can preface that is, I won't be in the host chair. All right, Rebels, that's all for today's task. To know when the next one is, check your at Rebel updates on Instagram. Spread the word of the hideout to others who you think can join this movement by sharing this any way you can. Show your host some love by liking, commenting, and rating this. And to show some extra love, write a revista. (coughs) Shit. He's dying. (laughs) I don't have COVID. If you guys get lost along the way, do not hesitate. Do not. Do not. Don't hesitate to email us with questions or nudes. The hideout at SoulCloneMPH.com. Check out SoulCloneMPH.com. Transmission complete. That is all today, Rebels. Report back to the hideout next week for your new task. Over and out.